Welcome to the Mind Body Strong podcast. I'm Tanil, and I will be hosting you through conversations around all things that encompass a healthier version of you. Fitness, nutrition, mindfulness, self-love, and growth. The more conversations we have around this, the greater the world will become as we grow stronger in our mind and body. Hey, Fit Family. I wanted to open up today's podcast that is on nutrition styles um, with something that is a personal story because I feel it's very important for me to be um, not just honest with myself but honest with all of you so that you know exactly where I'm coming from and so that I never forget or forget where I came from. So um, in today's podcast, we'll talk about all of the different nutrition styles and my progression through them and how I've been able to see progress and how you can find your sweet spot in any one of them. But it's important that um, I put out there so that I don't make it seem as though I just perfectly fell into this nutrition style um, without any type of rough patch. So, although my healthy journey started with the paleo diet, um, something that I have not talked about in the past is that I have suffered with an eating disorder um, in my young, early 20s, um, actually even into my late teens, when I was... um, first in college, my first year, um, I was playing basketball and softball, um, kind of just was thrown in head first, and I absolutely loved it. I loved uh, the amount I had to work because if I wasn't doing that, I was going to find it some other way. It's all I knew in high school, right? You go from one sport to the next. Well, I just happened to be dual sporting. And um, during uh, basketball season, we would still have softball practices, so on and so forth. So I was actually in the first semester doing a little bit of both. And what I ended up finding is with so much activity, I ended up losing quite a bit of weight. So when a lot of people put on their freshman 15, I had actually lost a good amount. and I never felt I never felt that I had any type of complex with my body. Um, of course, I always, you know, wanted to see those abs. I wanted to look defined. I wanted to look athletic, but um, it. I never felt like it was anything that really deteriorated my confidence. Even though I knew, you know, being in better shape would definitely improve my confidence, and that's exactly what I what it did without me meaning to. So um, I ended up quitting basketball because I just wasn't in love with it in college anymore. And so after I quit basketball and I was just playing softball, I realized, well, shit, I I look good. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I am in shape. What the hell am I going to do now that I'm not dual sporting, you know? I don't just want to go for runs all day every day after softball. Um, How do I maintain this this body composition and I also hadn't really learned very good eating habits Um, 
I had a general idea of how I should be eating and at this point I was living you know with roommates in a dorm I wasn't being cooked for anymore um, and I was getting my own food and trust me when I say I had one hell of a sweet tooth well what I was able to do when I was dual sporting was eat, eat a lot of food and still lose the weight and keep it off well I was no longer dual sporting and I still wanted to eat a lot of food so basically what I found myself doing is binging on foods um, I can't even remember if I was binging because I was depriving myself throughout the day I honestly don't know but um, I felt like crap after I would binge obviously right and I, I have no idea where the idea even came from um, but th at that point that's when I became bulimic and bulimia took me over for I don't even know how long um, I would say at least three years at least three years um, and I was fortunate enough to have my mother find out about it not because I told her uh, but because she found out any other way somebody would find out without somebody telling them and <clears throat> I started to see a therapist and I'm, I'm not gonna say so much that the therapist helped but the ego of going to a therapist and uh, trying to defy not so much defy but almost prove you know anyone right or wrong that hey you you say that I can't you know get over this or you're gonna challenge me to get over this I'm gonna damn well do it before you even you know expect for me to so that's how, kind of um, how I got over it um, at least as persistence persistently as I was doing it um, I for probably a year after that I still did it um, not as regularly but I was still doing it um, <clears throat> anyway so that went on for about three maybe even four years and I don't I don't know it could be longer I might be not being totally honest with myself but I've definitely kind of blacked that memory out um, but you know I I did realize um, that I needed to find a different way obviously to be healthy and I knew that that wasn't the right way but it's an instant relief um, similar to like you know certain drugs that once you get that it feels satisfying it feels like you're doing something or you're you're getting the not the pleasure but the relief out of it that you're hoping to um, so once I basically decided that hey this is I think gonna be my profession health and fitness I should probably pull my shit together and figure this out um, and, it, and it took time it took practice it took journaling um, it, I may have talked to another therapist I'm not sure but one thing that I know for sure is I have struggled I have struggled so when we talk about a when I talk about a bad relationship with food I'm not speaking to you I'm not telling you I'm not saying if you do 
I'm saying we, I'm saying us, I'm saying me. I've been there. It has not been easy. It's not easy. But you can get through it. You can survive and you can thrive. And this is one reason, one reason, it's not the whole reason, why I eat the way that I do. I have finally found a place that makes me feel so good, so nourished, so fueled. And yes, it's much more strict than most people. And that's my norm. That's my extreme. That's what keeps me happy. I can still have sweet foods. I can still have carbs. I have so many carbs. Guys, you can figure it out. But you need to trust the, the process, you need to trust yourself, you need to know what is right and what is wrong, and you need to seek professional help if you are struggling or you just don't know where to go from here. So hopefully that gives you a better idea of who I am and where I'm coming from when I am having these conversations around lifestyle changes and habits. I've been there guys and I've been through it, I got through it, and I'm thriving, and you can too. So please don't think that I am above you, I am with you. I am with you all along the way. Even with where I am now, I still spiritually and mentally am with you to help. Because once you've been there, you know exactly. Those emotions don't go away. We can do it together. All right, FitFam, we are going to talk about which diet is right for you. Today's conversation is going to be involving um, the hot topics of very specific nutrition diets or styles such as keto, paleo, Whole30, intermittent fasting, carb cycling, and macro counting. So let's first talk about why it matters to find the right nutrition style for you. And let's make sure that we're not calling it a diet. That's something that I certainly don't do. Diet is a temporary phase that results in a burnout. Instead, we're gonna say nutrition and nutrition styles. And I would love it if that's the way you start speaking to it as well. If you start talking to me and asking me about diets, I am going to quickly correct you. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you're gonna get an answer to a quick fix, I'm not your girl. And this is not your podcast. And good luck. So think about it this way. When it's time for you to pick your profession, you have to find a job that suits you. One that makes you happy, you're going to enjoy doing daily, and once you're in that career, you have, have to take time to build a career out of it. Roles change within the career, which is cool, but you're on a consistent path. The same thing applies for your nutrition style. You have to find a nutrition style that suits you and you have to work hard and take time to see what style benefits you best. Depending on your goals may depend on which style is right for you. 
and your goals may change, which means the style may change. My eating habits have evolved from the start of my nutrition journey to now. And there's one thing, though, that has been consistent in these phases of life since starting to nourish my body correctly, and that's eating foods of quality, eating real whole foods. With the diets that I'm going to dive into here, or the nutrition styles, there is a common denominator, and that is a non-negotiable for me, no matter what type of client you are, no matter what your goals are. Eat whole foods. Minimize processed foods and don't eat sugar. This means if you're on paleo or keto, don't be consumed with paleo or keto certified processed packages. If you choose macro counting, carb cycling, or intermittent fasting, don't fit in a ton of greasy restaurant foods, ice cream, and protein bars just because it fits. Eating whole foods is the ultimate warrior. Nutritious foods allow us to have a healthy gut, and our gut is home to the microbiome, which is like a control center for many actions in our body, such as blood sugar, hormone regulation, and building strong immune systems. To be ultimately healthy, you must eat whole foods, minimize processed foods, and not eat sugar. Of course there's leeway, but the more leeway you allow yourself, you'll be further away from where you want to be. So let's first dive into my phases of nutrition. If you follow me at all on social media, you have seen the progression that I've been through in the last few years um, from a body composition standpoint. Not everybody knows about necessarily the, the mental transition, transition that I've also um, been able to do. And so I'll, I'll likely talk about that on another podcast. But for this one, let's um, just tighten it up with the nutrition styles. So for my phases, I started off as gluten-free, and that was just primarily because of the person that I was seeing um, needed to be gluten-free because she was very gluten-sensitive. Um, from there, it progressed to paleo, strictly paleo. Then it went to paleo 80% of the time and then 20%. 80-20 is a common way you'll hear people talk about their nutrition, which means less intentional in that 20% of eating. Then it transitioned back into pretty much just paleo with some legumes and some grains. And I say paleo instead of just saying whole foods while still stating I have legumes and grains because I continue to keep out simple carbs, um, of which could be whole foods like white potatoes, white rice. Um, I only have sprouted bread. And then from there, I ended up going into macro counting and then lastly, carb cycling. So it continued to evolve for me based on how I felt, what worked, and with my changing goals. Paleo style, I would consider being the foundation for me, which developed healthier eating habits. Uh, definitely helped me create a better gut health, which made me feel better. And that was why I started paleo, actually. I was eating what I considered quote-unquote healthy, but I just didn't feel how I thought I should being deemed a healthy person. I wanted to nap all the time. I had a foggy brain. So I did some research on what my next step should be and tried paleo. I was strict for about six months. 
Once I felt confident in my eating behaviors, I lacked cravings and was genuinely enjoying real food that wasn't processed with added sugars, I started to allow some paleo-friendly certified things such as protein bars here and there, non-friendly alcohol choices, and that's really it. Some things that became a less obvious huge but huge no-no was actually condiments. I never really questioned the role of sugary condiments like ketchup, barbecue sauce, and dressings um, and how they played a role in my eating behaviors until I started paleo. So after I was really confident with paleo, I got pretty lenient on my weekends. This is kind of where the 80-20 started to play. I was kind of using the excuse of being so good on the weekdays that I could splurge on the weekends. Which, to be honest, if you're simply trying to maintain weight, that's going to work pretty well for you, and it did. But I was doing this to myself and still had a vision of myself with goals I wanted to accomplish. I realized I couldn't continue my weekend warrior mentality if I wanted to reach these goals. So I cleaned it up again. I went strict paleo um, while allow allowing some other whole foods that aren't part of paleo but I knew my body responded well to, such as the sprouted grains I talked about, like Ezekiel bread. I added in legumes here and there, beans and corn, um, and maybe some homemade, sweet, paleo-friendly desserts, which can be dangerous if still you haven't developed a good relationship with food. So to continue towards my goals, I decided it was time to take it to that next level as I felt I hit my threshold or plateau. Yeah, you heard that right, I hit a plateau. So now what? Do I give up? Do I revert back because I'm discouraged? Hell no. I knew I had more to give, so I was ready to give it. So I started counting my macros. I started figuring out, okay, I know what I'm putting into my mouth. How much of it am I actually putting into my mouth? What I found was that I was eating way too much protein and not enough carbs on the regular. Keep in mind, lowering your carbs usually results in fat loss, but I had been eating low carbs for so long, my body was fighting against me to burn fat because I wasn't fueling myself properly for so long. Not to mention, let's be honest, all the random spoonfuls of almond butter, trail mix at night, etc. So now I had a better aim of quantity of food based on my current weight. Once I was fueling my body appropriately by counting those macros, then it was time to decrease the carbs gradually. If you don't do it gradually and you do it too fast, too quick, your body could fight against you as its main job is to actually maintain its current state. That's what homeostasis is all about. So the gradual decrease over time is what matters. And by doing that, I was able to get me to the goal that I've literally been dreaming of. You know what I'm talking about too. If you're a past athlete or a fitness enthusiast, we all have this vision of just being shredded. We work like we should be shredded, right? Not seeing that one ab that says, oh yeah, I work out. But instead seeing abs in a line saying, hell yeah, I eat well, I work hard, and I do this for a damn living. And to be honest, for a long time, I was lying to myself. I was telling myself, eh, it's overrated. I'm good where I am. Which was really just my ego being terrified of not being able to do it. After reaching my goal, I wanted to be at a maintenance stage. 
What I'm saying to you right now is, especially for women, having visible abs is not sustainable. Being low carb is not sustainable. You can affect your hormones negatively, so it's important to know it's only a phase. It's only temporary. And you finding your maintenance level, which you can still see abs, just not as ripped, finding that maintenance level, if you did everything right leading up to your goal, is the sweet spot. This is a place where you can be at peace and be proud where your body is. Knowing come beach season, you can kick it into gear again. Now that was my goal. To see my abs, to represent how hard I work in the gym, and showcase my athletic physique. It's empowering, I'm not going to lie. That may be your goal too, or maybe your goal is just general health, or getting fit. Maybe abs would be nice, but you don't want to get that extreme. That's great. There's a path for you too. That's why I like to categorize nutrition styles by goals. Because depending on your goal depends on the extremity of the style, to be honest. Now in my blog, you'll see a pretty cool graph that I put together that very simply puts what diets or nutrition styles are appropriate based off of your goals. Now, if you currently have an unhealthy relationship with food, or you have a lot of weight to lose, or you just have unhealthy eating habits, I suggest kicking off your healthy journey with Paleo or Whole30, simply because it gives you guidance. If you have no idea where to start or need a timeline to commit to, Paleo offers the guidelines and Whole30 suggests a timeline. The only thing I don't like about Whole30 is that many people that do Whole30 do it for 30 days and then go buck wild after that timeline, which basically tears down everything that they built up as far as trying to create better habits. And if you mean business, you have to tell yourself it doesn't end after the 30 days. This is essentially a detox for the body. It rids your body of simple sugars that you're currently consuming, which is a large part of being overweight and functioning at a low level. It's possible to not lose weight on these styles, to be honest, because there's not necessarily a deficit in calories. But the fact of the matter is that if you don't work on your relationship with food, which a detox, a sustainable detox like this will do, then you're going to have a hard time reaching your goals long term. If you skip straight to tracking your macros or doing keto and still eating shit, guess what? No matter how hard you fight it, you're likely going to overeat. This is the cyclical effect that we always see. Processed foods with simple carbs, most commonly known as sugar, create a chemical reaction in your brain to make you want more. Maybe you fight it the first time. Maybe you fight it the second time, but that third time you're like, oh, I've earned it. I've said, I've said no so many times. And then you cave and then boom, you're face deep in the brownies. Sugar has been compared to cocaine on its addiction reaction. That's why I stay firm on no sugar. It breaks my heart when people try to blame themselves for not having enough willpower when in fact, it's more than that. It's not your fault. We're marketed and sold man-created foods that don't give or provide real nourishment.
Start with Paleo or Whole30. It will change your life. Okay, let's say you're consistent with eating whole foods primarily and have a really good relationship with food. You're not emotionally eating, you're not starving your body, but you're really eating when you're hungry and eating quality foods and you're ready for that next level look. I would suggest starting with tracking your food. How much protein versus carbs versus fat are you really consuming? You'll have a hard time getting that body composition how you want it if you're way off ratio. So start there. If you want to do this on your own without a nutrition coach, such as myself, to guide you, a great resource for figuring out how much you should be consuming is an app or a website called MacroStacks, which also will put you through phases to start to cut. The next step I would suggest is carb cycling, and I'm personally a huge fan of it because it allows for you to consume a good amount of carbs on certain days while limiting it on other days, which complements my lifestyle. Carb cycling is a planned alteration in carbohydrate intake in order to prevent a fat loss plateau and maintain met met metabolism along with workout performance. So while you're decreasing your carbs for X amount of days, which allow your body to tap into fat burn, to ensure you don't lose muscle or decrease your metabolism, you plan for higher carb days to elevate your insulin levels at appropriate times with a schedule of higher carbs, which can maximize your insulin's potential for anabolic effects. The only downside to this is you have to be pretty strategic. If planning meals is already too hard for you, don't start here. You generally have to plan for two to three days of high carb days and four to five days of low carb days, which can be overwhelming for people who've never even tracked their food before. The next style I want to talk about is keto. Now, keto's objective is decreasing your carbohydrate storage so that your body has no other option than to tap into fat storage to burn for energy. Fat is your second source of energy. Carbs are the first source. While this is effective, it's not sustainable, nor is it healthy for the body long term. You're asking your anabolic system to be forced to adapt to a different energy source. Similar to how someone who eats shit all day, the body has to adapt to run off shit, which it does, but you feel like shit. Are you getting the trend? Simply put, simple functions in your body like hormone regulation through insulin, which responds to carbs, are sacrificed. There are short-term benefits with long-term disadvantages. So as sustainability is my goal, I don't condone keto diet, especially not long-term, and if it's not long-term, then forget about it. Let's find something that's sustainable. Lastly, we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is interesting in that technically you could be paleo, keto, you could eat shit, all the above, while still intermittent fasting. So let's first make sure that we're aligned that if choosing intermittent fasting, there still need to be boundaries to reach your goals. Otherwise, you'll spin yourself in circles. Intermittent fasting plays a role in helping people lose weight with two main components. 
One, you're burning fat longer after you sleep, leading up to your first balanced meal. Number two, it helps control your hunger. If in the window of you eating, you're still overeating, or you have completely decided to eat whatever it is that you choose outside of whole foods, you're going to reverse the benefits of intermittent fasting. Unfortunately, intermittent fasting also affects women negatively compared to men long-term, sometimes not even as long-term as one would think. The reproductive system can have negative effects due to the energy imbalance of fasting. The reproductive system is part of your overall health, not just a factor in being pregnant and having a period, so it's more than just that. When something potentially affects your overall health function, I suggest it not be part of the plan. For men, it's a great tool to drop body fat. For women, if you try and lose your period, that's a great indicator that it's not meant for you. Now, I think from what I've stated above, you can reach most goals with most of these nutrition styles. So if you can reach your goals with any of these, what's the catch? If in carb cycling, keto, or intermittent fasting, you're still overeating, you're not going to reach your goals. If you pick a style that's unsustainable or you massively undereat while doing it, which is unsustainable, you're not going to stick with it, which means you won't see the results through. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you overeat on paleo, whole 30, keto, carb cycling, you will not lose weight or burn fat. If you eat with the right portions of quality food, you're going to see success. It's rarely the diets that fail us. It's us. For either picking something unsustainable or not sticking to something that's hard but worth it. Stop using diets as an excuse. Look at yourself in the mirror and commit to something that you know is right for your body. If you do not have a good relationship with food, give yourself restrictions. Use Paleo or Whole30 as a platform. If you eat quality foods, but maybe you're still overeating, start to track your foods. Find out how much you're eating. And then consult a nutrition coach on how much you should be eating. If you need the type of food that you're having to fit your lifestyle better, or the, the amount of food that you're having to fit your lifestyle better, then carb cycling is probably a better choice for you if you already have a good relationship with food. If you're still unsure of where to go next, reach out to me. Let's navigate through your journey and where you are so we can start you on the right path. Now I'd like to go to the question and answer part. I had uh, my followers on Instagram tell me what they wanted to hear about um, as well as some specific questions that they had around different nutrition styles. So the first question is, I've been tracking my calories forever and I'm still not seeing results. Well, my first question is, are you measuring your food? And understand that calories are different than macros. Your ratios of fat, protein, and carbs could be way off. Um, 
you could be consuming way too much protein like I was initially and not enough carbs to, to get your metabolism to where it should be to actually be an effective fat burner. Um, it could be that you are consuming way too much fat and even if you are on a keto diet there's a point of which you should only be consuming a certain amount of fat. Um, so understanding that if, if you have been counting your calories for a long time and you're still not seeing results, it's probably because your macros, your macronutrients are way off. Um, also, going back to the first thing I said, are you measuring your food? Like, I hate to break it to you guys, but you don't just get to guess what four ounces is unless you actually know what four ounces is. You don't get to guess what a cup is unless you know what a cup is. That works very, very well for people who have just switched from a very shit-eating style of nutrition to um, a healthy eating style of nutrition, okay? When you make those swaps without any type of measuring, you tend to see results. And then there comes a point where you hit a plateau or your threshold, like I've talked about in the past, and just eyeballing your foods, the same healthy foods that you've been eating forever, may not do the trick. It may be time for you to measure the food. Next question is, why are there so many nutrition styles? Well, diets are usually related to a marketing scheme, to be honest. Somebody is making some money off of it. Think of the Atkins diet, Weight Watchers, and South Beach diet. It, everybody, or I'm sorry, not everybody, if only, people make money off of those diets, off of selling you those diets. With that said, the different styles that I've mentioned don't have to cost you a penny. So why still so many variances in the styles that I've talked about today? Well, one, because every body is different. Mentally and physically, we gravitate to different things and find successes different ways. This is why you can't listen to Jessica Jones telling you about her keto diet working so well and expecting to have the same results for you. Do you enjoy eating healthy breads and pastas? Keto's not going to be suitable for you. Question number three. I've tried all of these uh, nutrition styles that you've talked about. Why hasn't any worked for me? Well, assuming, assuming that your portions are perfect, you likely gave up after a month. You didn't give your body time to adapt to it. I didn't see much composition results doing paleo for six months. That wasn't the point for me. I needed to feel better. Once I felt better and I was ready to make that next step after I had already committed six months to paleo, I was ready to move on to the next style that was more specific and detailed. And just like I talked about earlier, I, I phased from one phase to the next based off of one, me sticking to it, seeing it through. You can't do anything for a month and expect to see real changes. Two to three months at least, at least. Third question in, or fourth question and last question. What's helped you stay accountable and motivated through your progress? One, I take before photos in any phase that I'm in. Sometimes it's hard to see changes in what we see daily. Over time, when comparing photos, you usually can see what the naked eye cannot. Number two, I write down my goals. The moment, the moment it's out of my head and into the world, it becomes real and makes me more motivated and accountable to work towards them. And lastly, to be honest, I put my shit out there. I told my family and my friends that I was paleo and I can't eat X, Y, and Z. That's evolved since then, 
and at first it was hard and even to this day I'll get a hard time here and there but after time you realize the food that you're eating doesn't make you feel well there's nothing more satisfying than finishing a meal and not feeling bloated or stuffed so being able to now feel that way versus how I used to feel I'll take any of the trash talk all day bring it on I'm made of I'm made of freaking rock now because how I feel matters so much more than what people think about. So as a conclusion and recap of all styles, so long as you eat in the right portion for you, paleo works because it helps you enjoy foods that truly nourish your body without added sugars, processing and processing processed foods that takes away the nutrients. Same thing goes for whole 30. Macro counting helps you be aware of the quantity of food you're taking in and can help as accountability to not eat crap simply because honestly logging it makes you feel guilty sometimes. Carb cycling is that next level style and works because it forces your body into fat burn on certain days while fueling your body on other days to maintain muscle and indulge in larger portions on those higher carb days. Keto's great because it does tap into fat burn and allows people to still feel full with the healthy fats they're consuming, but too low on carbs um, for too long is not sustainable and can't be done long term. Intermittent fasting works because of its fat burning potential when fasted and helps those who want better control over food because you're forced to only eat during a certain period um, of the day. So ultimately, as I've said before, what matters most is finding a plan that is sustainable for you. What's something that you could see yourself doing for the rest of your life? What style of eating? Number one. Number two, stick to a plan. Give yourself a timeline to be super, super strict to it. Number three, tell everybody. Let everybody know. Put your shit out there. Make it, make it be accountable for you as well as everyone else accountable for you and let it be a motivator and that might be what motivates other people to help join you you think that because all you see Jessica Jonesy are pizzas and she's super super skinny maybe she does carb cycling maybe that's the one day of the week that she enjoys food um, to that extent do what's right for you do what's sustainable and do it well Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found value in it and will pass it along to someone else that could use this to help support their journey in building a stronger mind and body.